those out of these things. I've had such a such a long day of meetings. <laughs> it sounds like it, bro. it's good to be know. doing this. <laughs> True. You, you you can chill for now. Don't worry. This is uh, this is very laid back, and you know there's probably going to be two people who are going to see this, so you're not on the you're not on a high stage. Oh, well, I'll share it. So at least three. Oh, sure. Right? Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. That that third is the most important. Yeah, that's 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 when that's the tipping point, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the peak of my career. Yo, guys, what is up? Welcome back to the Redhead Rambles podcast. I'm your host, Shane or Shane Tor, if you prefer, with our lovely guest. I mean, I don't think you even need an introduction, but the man, the myth, the legend himself, Brian Clark. <laughs> If you are not aware, <laughs> this man is the developer of the astounding game, quite frankly, The Mortuary's Assistant. Yep. Hey, how's uh, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. You've had quite, a... the, quite the intro. I feel I feel very, uh, very flattered, very special. That is the thing. You seem like from the small interaction <laughs> I've had with you, you seem very humble, which is such it's a nice trait to find, especially like online doing these um, these interviews. I'm I'm as as much shock as everyone else every day. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't waste your time. We'll 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 jump straight into some of these things. What uh, what's the deal with Darkstone, man? Where where did that come from? Where'd that name? Um, it came from availability. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the thing is, is like I really wish there was a great um a great story behind it, but like unfortunately, like a lot of names nowadays, it's just like. It's impossible to find a place that has the website domain available, the Twitter handle available, right. the the YouTube like <laughs> right, like all the having all the things associated with your company, your brand being available. Mm -hmm. So what I did instead was I created a list of potential names. Um, this was with man, this was my community. Like Jesus, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> almost five years ago now. Ugh. Damn, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just a list of them. It's like, oh, well, these sound good together. This sounds good. Okay, search, see if it's available. Nope. Okay, what's the next one? The second best <laughs> one. Okay, search if that's available. And that's uh, that's how it came about. And then later on, I came up with the sort of like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a tombstone. It's like a, a you know, dark you. grave Got stone you. sort of thing. That's why the logo now is like this sort of tombstone frame around the around the skull and everything so not as glamorous as i think people <laughs> yeah. would like but you got uh, that, uh, that's you got that xbox live it. username pretty up. much right yeah. <laughs> so the mortuary system man that that game has just been popping off over the last year like how are you feeling about that like were you expecting it to like gain that much traction um, no, I mean, I had, so what was really interesting about it was, um, back when I did the first prototype that originally gained some traction, I was working on, uh, my previous project, Our Secret Below, it's like an escape room game. Yeah. And I had a Kickstarter going for it. And during that Kickstarter, I, I thought, well, it'd be great to have something that I could kind of, kind of show what I do, the sort of like horror and work that I like to do. Um, and I had already made this prototype for the mortuary assistant for uh, it was like for patrons, like the previous Halloween or something. So I was like, well, I got huh. this sitting around. I'll throw it up there on itch as just an example. <laughs> and so that way, maybe get some people interested in the sort of thing I do and not just this uh, sort of unknown title. Right. Right. Um, and then that's when. uh the legend someone was in discord well that's when someone <laughs> in discord was like uh they're like jacksepticeye's playing your game and it's like what <laughs> and so uh he had played um 
he had played the prototype, which was like five minutes. It was yeah. not very much, barely any gameplay at all, right? Mm-hmm. It's just collecting things in some random scares based on like the the areas you walk around in the room and right. some timing stuff, just, just really simple base things. And then from there, it was like a, a bunch of big YouTubers played it and yeah. that gained a whole lot of interest. And so I was like, well, that's great. <laughs> but that was to try and get this game some, <laughs> some legs. So, well, now I need to finish this game. So I I finished up Our Secret Below and then immediately, like instantly went into uh, Mortuary Assistant work. Understandable, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, well, I mean, you know, that was the first... I had made a few games since then, and this was uh, this was the first one that I was like, oh, this is something. Yeah. So I should really focus on this. And then when I started doing the uh, the full work, I, I kept watching people play the prototype, trying to really analyze what people liked about it and realized that I needed to uh, really up the the at the time random scare concept and the embalming. People really wanted to do the embalming. And so those were my two focuses. And that's what I did all the way up to the demo and then to release. Right. Because like even with the games that you have already, um, from what I could find, there was the subject, Our Secret Below. And you said something about Outstation. I couldn't find too much around that. Oh, man, there's so many weird little ones. Um, So the subject is my first like solo project. And it very much shows I didn't. So my <laughs> my background is as a uh, as an environment artist in the in video games. Mm-hmm. And I, I've done a bunch of other things, but ultimately artists. Right. And yeah. so um. I had to teach myself to program and uh, I I kept learning how to do all these different things. And then I got to a point where I was like, OK, I kind of know enough stuff where I could probably make some kind of game. Right. And that's where the subject came from was basically the the culmination of all these different like things that I had kind of learned how to do. And it's not a bad game <laughs> but it's not the best game <laughs> right it's, it's right. very much it's very much my first right and then uh i mean we all there, gonna start somewhere you know yeah yeah exactly and from there came uh, our secret below that's uh where i started to it's actually where a lot of the things that started the haunt system the stuff that drives the scares in uh mortuary assistant right came from like really baseline stuff and then i did a, a smaller game called cohate which was just a, uh, it was like three months, I made a variant of the subject, basically, where I used, okay. uh, it take place, it takes place in the same complex, um, same monster, you know, so I got to right. re- reuse a lot of stuff, and I made some new stuff as well. And it's kind of a different kind of game, it's more simplified, it's it's like a cat and mouse chasey thing, and some some stuff you have to piece together to progress through the environment, but it's not like the subject where I throw four ridiculous puzzles at you. <laughs> to to try and fill the you know pad the runtime right um yeah. but uh then yeah outstation was a uh, a failed kickstarter oh, um okay. but it was i actually really i really like the idea it's still floating around it was sort of this firefly meets battlestar galactica style <laughs> thing um that okay. was a shoot 'em up actually but it was a it was a shoot 'em up mixed with a point and click adventure kind of thing mm-hmm. so you would go out and do um various missions uh where you would defend these mining corporations basically and you would you would fight off waves of bad guys and do your usual shoot 'em up thing and then you'd come back to whatever planet or station that was nearby and you'd do the sort of point and click adventure style stuff and upgrade your ship and everything so right. i still think it's fun um, but it just didn't 
it wasn't successful in Kickstarter. And so I was like, all right, I need to, I only have so much time before I'm broke completely. <laughs> so, so I need to figure out what, what I need to do. And that's where uh, I kind of leaned back into horror and went kind of full that direction. That's fair. And that is interesting. Like, uh, that your game's been based around horror because i mean looking into it like you were involved with like warhammer online right yeah that was my first job in the game industry was warhammer online and you mentioned metal gear solid and final fantasy 7 as some of like inspirations for some of oh yeah well those are yeah like so i'm a huge uh hideo kojima fan like Mm -hmm. uh you know metal gear solid was like one of the first games that i played where i realized that video games could be more than just games like there was a lot of movie aspects to stuff he went a little hard on the movie stuff in later (laughs) iterations but um it was it was still this marriage of like storytelling and gameplay that i really liked and of course final fantasy 7 is one that's just it's it's a really great story it's it's it was it hit me at the right age to kind of be super impactful as well Mm. and uh, so those were those were the things that really kind of got me I think, interested in video games on a larger capacity, not quite into making them yet, but it was it was definitely like what made me realize games could be more than just Mario. Right. Well, even when you look at like it doesn't even have to be as graphically amazing as Hideo Kojima's games. I mean, like you look at the Life is Strange games, there's not a ton of gameplay in there, but like it's still got quite a dedicated following in terms of like blending that cinema with gaming in a sense. Yeah. I mean, there's a number of games that do uh, things that are a little bit more cinematic than gameplay heavy. A lot of spectacle stuff, right? Like uh, just basically you watch the game for a bit and then you press a button to make a choice. And then you watch the game for a bit and you press the button to make it like, like yeah. uh, Detroit Become Human, right? Yeah, is yeah. Uh, is a big one. And it's it's a beautiful game. The story's awesome. It's really it's great. You're not playing very much it's more of a choose your own adventure kind of yeah. thing right and that's and that's fine there's there's fans for everything and i, and I think yeah, that was exactly yeah. i think that was pretty awesome so yeah there's 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 all sorts of stuff that defines like no uh, games aren't defined by one specific thing anymore right that's They've definitely so true, branched yeah. out into all kinds of uh styles of entertainment it's definitely it's funny to hear people still complain about games like being that type of game where it's like oh well i'm not really doing much it's like even in even in the mortuary assistant like i mean there's not a whole lot in terms of like what you are doing in a sense like i mean with the embalming process yeah, there's there's combat that, but, or anything yeah, or like yeah yeah, yeah. but it's it's yeah, still absolutely. grabbing your attention especially your game is definitely working a lot with tension i feel like would you would you say yeah so that was um the the things that I really wanted to focus on the the original like one liner design pitch I made for myself for the prototype was or after the prototype was um, it was uh, dead bodies in a funhouse <laughs> where dead bodies are creepy and I knew I wanted to be able to control the entire environment and so from that um, I've always been really big on atmosphere I think uh, I think sound design and lighting the setting that you're in is super important because you sure. need to be able to suck the player in and get them invested in the area. Yeah. And once you have them, once you have someone mentally existing in the space you've built, you can do a lot of more, a lot more things pretty convincing. Um, uh, so that's, that's kind of where I went first and I knew I wanted something that made you feel kind of uneasy at all times. So I wanted something that felt like, like you're in a quiet room, but with the storm and stuff, it's not actually quiet. It's trying to set something where, um, that's reminiscent of like 
times I've gone into the like to the basement where it's dark and it feels really weird down there. Or like yeah. uh, I used to be, I I was a busboy for uh, a few years at a, a restaurant in Wisconsin, <laughs> and it was supposedly a haunted place. And uh, there are times I went up into the attic or down in the basement where I felt really <laughs> uneasy, and I really wanted that, which is kind of how the haunt yeah. system came about too, to try and make something that. Um, keeps people on edge and feeling like something's right behind them all the time you know well, i love that in terms of making them feel something that simply I, I, that's probably not a great way to phrase it but like i, I want to be an author uh and when it comes to books i know a lot of people who don't read books don't quite understand that feeling of like well you're just reading something how are you how are you gonna invest yourself in that and it's mm-hmm. once you get inside your head exactly like you said you yeah know, like you can you can kind of play around what, what people can imagine yeah you got to get the you. person once you have someone invested it doesn't really matter what the what the medium is right it's, yeah. it's just that that hook and part of it is um if the person's coming in with the the right mindset you know yeah. like it, if if i'm gonna watch a horror movie <laughs> i i'm in the mindset of okay i'm gonna watch a horror movie it's time for spookiness so yeah. you yeah. know lights off and all that sort of stuff. I'm going to watch a comedy. I've got a very different mindset going in. So, you know, I've, <laughs> I've, I've watched some people play the game where, uh, you know, they're, they're like a Twitch streamer and they're just talking to chat all the time. And they're, they're just kind of rushing past everything. And then they'll, they'll be like, well, this game's not scary. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, there's only so much I can do. Right. Yeah. I, I don't want to be like, no, you're playing it wrong. Like that's not, that's yeah, not the case. But, I hate that. But at the same time, well. yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you're, if you're playing a horror game and you go in there with all the lights on and, and just <laughs> constantly running by everything and, and just <laughs> rushing through it all, you're not going to take anything in. So, you know, there's, there's a little of, a little give and take you gotta you gotta be going in with the right mindset i think it's definitely because like i've watched a, a, quite a few people play it personally i don't have the equipment to play it at the moment i've got it on steam uh but i mean i'm running i'm running among us on this laptop at like 10 frames so yeah. i think i've got to leave it a while until i try it but i am very <laughs> much looking forward to it but well, like you have to I, get, gotta get that podcast going so you get exactly. the get the revenue in and, and get a new computer get this man a new computer that's what i've been saying like <laughs> but, <laughs> But like I watched Jacksepticeye play it and fair play to him, you know, like he, he, he yeah. I feel like when he does it, he tries to invest himself, at least on the first try. Like, I mean, in later terms, like when you're going through, you know, he, he had a bit more comedy to it. But um, sure. how, how did you feel watching? Like, did you watch, say, Markiplier or Call Me Kevin oh, yeah. go through? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, yeah. I, I watch not just the big guys. I watch as many videos as I can. And I always try to share as many videos as I can with uh, no matter what size creator. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a weird experience to see um, the you know the larger guys play. Like yeah, Markiplier did he did four videos, which is yeah. super rare, right? That doesn't yeah. really happen. But it you know he's getting in the mood. He's doing the night vision cam and stuff, yeah. and it's like that's that's great. I love seeing that. You know, yeah. Jack Septicai did like I mean he did like themed stuff around the video for it's it and everything and it's stuff, yeah. just yeah yeah it's just it was really really cool to see and it's awesome to see something that people like that much like they want to get into it in that in in some capacity like that and that's really really cool to see and i think it's uh, i feel really fortunate because i don't i don't think everybody gets that you know yeah <laughs> that's uh it's, even with it's, the lore rare that you've put into the game like i mean that's gotten a lot of 
conversations going around that as well. But we'll touch on that later. But uh, yeah. just to stick on atmosphere for a little bit, uh, the voice acting is really well done in this. I th- I've noticed at least. I don't think it gets talked mm. about quite a lot. Like you you play some indie games and you can tell like. It was kind of a quick decision as to like, okay, we'll just get someone into, you know, do this. Or, or the devs life. doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, fair play. Like, I mean, there's there's not really anyone I can even point out that's like even like, eh, they did an okay job. I mean, like everyone really did a great job here, including, um, who was it who did Valerie? Autumn Ivy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Autumn Ivy did a great job. Um, Melissa Medina uh, did um, uh, Rebecca. And then Adam Bennett did... Uh, um, Raymond and all fantastic actors. They did a, a really, really good job. What's What's interesting about it is um, the the way it kind of works for at least the way I've had to do it because you know I, I haven't had any money making any of this stuff, so it's not like I can rent out a studio and have them all fly in and record yeah. together. So they're not interacting together. So what I have to do is. I've had to write a, a script for each of them. And I try to write scripts like movie scripts as opposed to just here's the lines of dialogue. Yeah. So I include a lot of like, here's what the character's feeling. They're, they move over to this side of the room and look out the window, like just flavor things that kind of give extra bits of information. They'll take um, like three takes or so of each line and then I'll get them back and I have to cut them together and make <laughs> it sound like a conversation. So there have been times where I'll take I'll take half of the beginning of a word and the half of of the same word in a different take and cut them together to try and get them to sort of have the inflection that I'm looking for, right? That must so be it's a this very weird, interesting. <laughs> it, it's experience. this weird combination of like their acting plus kind of my acting because I'm cutting it together and making yeah. it sound a certain way. It's really weird, but um, they've but it was what matters is the fact that they're so talented they're so skilled i hate i I don't use word talented too much they're skilled at what they do in such a in such a capacity that makes it it makes it really easy to edit that stuff together and make something that feels really good like every take pretty much that i got from them was was you know usable in a way that is uh, i would perceive as higher quality than than like what you were talking about a lot of a lot of horror games so it's uh it was definitely it felt like a luxury a lot of times to be working with their takes and and making something that uh, that sounded good. And then putting that in game and seeing it come to life is there's nothing like that. That's really good. Yeah. And even with yeah. the uh, the conversation for spoilers, the uh, the father and <laughs> the mm. father and Rebecca scene for that, mm. like that positive ending. That was really, yeah. really well done, too. Like, I, I don't know if you like made it that way or if it was you know like uh part and parcel with both the voice actors and the editing but like it seems so authentic for that yeah it it's definitely all of it it's it's (laughs) definitely all of it because there was a lot of back and forth on that scene um where i i i was a little bit more picky with some of those where i was like could i get another take with you know a bit more of of this or a bit more of that and I also gave the actors the music that I used in the background so that they kind of understood the tone that I was going for. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things where it's like, I knew I wanted to make a sort of heartfelt ending for Rebecca for one of them and sort of tied everything together. That was one of those things where I really didn't expect it to be received the way that it was. Like, um, 
I've written everything in the game. I've done everything for it, right? So for me, I'm like, this is the happy ending. There we go. I finished it, right? (laughs) Because I've I've like I've already put all the work into. I remember writing the script for that. I was playing the um, the music that uh, Cody Seapaw's music, the composer that that I worked with, fantastic, super talented. Um, I was playing that over and over again. And like, I remember writing the script, like tearing up at parts of it because I was really trying to get in the mood and everything. But then after that, I'm like, okay, I just need to make this thing. It's done great. (laughs) And so when people were telling me that it's like, oh, this really, uh, this really meant a lot to me. I had some people tell me that it, it resonated with them because it was similar to stuff they had gone through in their lives. And, and like, so it was really, it was really important to them when they had that experience. I was like, wow, I never, I never expected that. You know, I, I like you already don't expect people to play your game, much less <laughs> like your game, much yeah. less become connected to your game in some way. So, it's impressive uh, because it, it's like, pretty wild. <laughs> you know, it's it's not as if it's like, it's not like it's Days Gone or Last of Us where like you're playing through like all these hours with these characters and you get to know them over like a long period of time. It's, depending on how many tries you give it, it is quite a short period of time to be working with these characters and to actually feel that emotional connection so like soon is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think... I think part of it, if I had to guess at like the success of that is part partly due to um, what we were talking about earlier, getting people kind of invested in the game in more than just the character. They're kind of invested in the existence in that world. Like they're they're invested in the environment. They're really hooked by the ambience and and the, the haunt system doing its thing to the point where you you're really like worried about things being behind you all the time. And I think that sort of mental state that you get into is just a theory. I think when the mental state you get into, you have to be pretty invested already in things to feel that way. So once you get the bits of story and kind of piece it together, I think you're already firing on those cylinders. So I think it's a a little easier to become invested in the characters. If I, if I had to guess for sure. Um, Cause I mean, you know, I, I, I obviously I wanted to try my best to to tell a story the best I could and give these these side events, these side pieces of story that fleshed everything out. But, you know, I was uncertain how it would all come together or how it would be perceived anyway yeah. once it all came together of like, all right, players are picking up pieces of story. I really hope that they manage to piece it together in a way that uh, gives them the experience that I'm hoping to give them. <laughs> it was nice of you as well to not... Um like shove the entire story in people's face as well i mean like if you play through the game you'll get a gist of it but if you want to go searching for more then the option is there in your notes and everything that you've piled around i know you were you referenced that at one point saying that you you wanted to keep that kind of you know not mandatory in terms yeah yeah in fact the the patch i just put out with the halloween stuff removes the store has an option to remove the story elements completely if you want to just do yeah if you want to just do the embalming yeah Yeah. if you want to just do the embalming and do and just have the haunting events you still get some of the endings some of the endings you need the story for but um i wanted to be able to give people that uh that experience but um yeah that was like to have these these events that i didn't you, it's it's really weird because you're not playing the game to go through a story like i think you usually do mm. um i kind of i kind of 
sort of cross my fingers that the player would be into the idea of piecing some stuff together themselves, right? I think a lot of games kind of beat you over the head with like, this is the story. This is what you do. This is what you have to do to get this part of the story, right? And and so I I really wanted to try and give the player some credit and yep. be like, well, hopefully they'll pick up this piece and this piece and, and they'll realize that something's going on, but maybe not what fully and and it would uh drive them to want to play again to get more of the endings and uh you know i'm sure there are people that played it once and went eh, i get it yeah somewhat and then we're done right but i was hoping that some people would become invested to the point where they wanted to play you know they wanted to get all the endings <laughs> because they'd get all the story events and and then they'd know everything that's been going on hmm. um with some questions getting raised i guess because raymond is still a kind of a big question mark he is he's quite a curious curious individual um yeah. <laughs> with that as well uh oh my my brain's done one on me i can't remember <laughs> Uh, happens to me all the time. I hate it when uh, when the, the the thought train just, yeah, uh, just goes just, away. It's so much. It's like, oh, let me ask yeah, like these that... fifty questions and get no response. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, jeez, when I, when I have um, when I'm doing like interviews and stuff, like all the time, I'll get a question and I'll answer some of it, and then halfway through my thought, I'm like, oh no, I lost. It. <laughs> what am I saying? Okay. Okay, sir, so just uh, do some filler and then you'll think of it and you yeah. come back to it, right? <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I totally I totally feel that. But um but I mean, you know, you're you were mentioning Raymond was um kind of a uh I don't know if he's a like a favorite. Um he's certainly like he's certainly a character that um I was surprised that people connected with in the way they did. Like they're he's I know he's a compelling character because he's got a big question mark on him. Um, but I didn't think that he's, he's sort of become a character that everybody that's like, is a, is a fan of the game has kind of been like, they, they like Raymond the most, like Rebecca's great and everything. And, and, but like Raymond's kind of a, an interesting character, which was, uh, you know, not, not unsurprising, but interesting to me. Well, I feel like he pulls your morality into question, like when it comes into like, you know, he's this guy who's gotten himself into the situation that he didn't ask for. And it's like, do you do these bad things in order to stop more bad things happening like in the long term or, Mm. you know, like, I mean, he's keeping Valerie in the basement. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, you get a piece of that with the basement stuff and that and that and that ending. Um, It's like a good guy forced to do bad things for. Yeah, I think Raymond is compelling because he exists in a gray area, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's not good. He's not bad. I mean, he is, but <laughs> isn't. So, you yeah. know, you're, you're like everybody. Everybody can kind of draw their own idea of maybe like who Raymond is potentially, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think most people ultimately think Raymond is is like good. Yeah. Ish. Except for that more first than, part when they walk in evil. and he's behind the desk and sh- scares yeah. the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was so pleased that worked. Uh, someone someone asked me in a um, a tweet like yesterday, day before yesterday, something like that, where um, they asked if that was intentional, and I was like, yeah. There's actually there's a note in my script for Adam that it's like this is meant to be sort of a soft jump scare for people. Uh, so, you know, it'd be great if this was delivered with a little bit more of like, umph, like, oh, yeah. great, you're here, you know, kind of thing. 
And uh, yeah, so it's it's super pleasing to see things <laughs> like that play out. And uh, you know, when you when you intend to do something and that intent, it like it works. That that, that feels really awesome. That must be pretty satisfying. <laughs> uh, in terms of the lore, I've mm-hmm. I've had this question. Have you ever played the Doom games or like any experience with them at all? Dune. Uh, Doom. Like Doom. Doom Eternal. Um. So okay. Uh, I've played I've played the original Doom and right. some of the newer one newer ones, but not. I have not played. I would say I've not been uh involved enough in the newer generation of it right. to really speak like oh yeah i totally know what's going on with right. this that sort of thing right so well i don't want to claim to be otherwise <laughs> uh in doom they have like this demonic language that they work around and it's it's kind of hard like i've been through reddit posts and interviews to try and get an answer as to like where they went in terms of doing that demonic language you yourself have kind of got a similar vibe in your game it's eth ethnian it Ethnian language? Uh, um, Lost in the library of Alexandria, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's Ethan and then uh, Antahin, which is the demonic demonic version. Um, So yeah, this all sort of came about with the demo, actually, where um, it was before I went the route that I did with uh, uncovering the sigils and stuff. I was going to have some more puzzle elements and everything. But um, that ended up being such a a common thing in horror games that I got um, I got to this point where I didn't want to use puzzles as like a as the core mechanic anymore. Right. I've I've decided I decided that like they're either really easy for people or really <laughs> difficult for people, and and then it either people like it or they don't. And puzzle games are for everybody. So yeah, I'm and the last thing you want to do is for... frustrate people. exactly exactly so i moved away from that but in the demo the it the puzzle hint was a uh like a pentagram that burns into the ground um and there's a bit of like a a little riddle thing in there and someone commented on the the steam community site that actually you know they're they're wiccan and this symbol is actually for protection because when it's a pentagram in a circle it's a protection thing and i was like oh i didn't know that i'm like well okay how much more will i do with demonic stuff that i will end up not knowing unless i do a ton of research in all directions right which i've already done a ton of research for the embalming and all this other stuff and and so what i decided to do what i figured the safest thing to do would be to just make shit up (laughs) uh, (laughs) i was wondering if it was actually like hold up guys i'll get the game out. i just gotta read the book of genesis real quick and i'll I'll get (laughs) i'll get back to you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I just realized that wasn't sustainable, like a sustainable way to do things if I because I really wanted to be um, accurate with things. And that, that goes into all corners. Like I didn't I didn't want to put as much as I could into embalming and then phone it in with uh, with other stuff. So what I decided to do was if I create my own demonology that's loosely based in like Christian mythology, stuff like that, yeah. um, you know, kind of pulling from things loosely, um, then I'm never wrong. <laughs> so uh, that, that is a good I, like line of logic. Yeah, that that works. Yeah. So um, what I ended up doing was creating this concept of how hell was formed and that there's these houses of hell uh, and each demon that run that are like the prominent demons within those houses utilize these lesser spirits to communicate with the outside world and that's how you get the woman in white the mimic the shadow man right those are the lesser spirits that are used to kind of pierce the veil right um and with that 
I decided it'd be cool to have a language that sort of justified certain things. Um, there were different iterations of the game design where I wanted to have names for different things that uh, that made sense in the lore of the greater, like right. the greater game. Also, there's a lot of lore that I've written that just isn't in the game just because I wanted something to support what I made. So it felt like there was depth to it. Right. Yeah. And uh, and part of that is the the language for things where um, the the idea of like the name for like blood versus blood of sin and like demonic tongue only has an, the word for the blood of sin. They don't have one for just like regular blood. They yeah. don't have a word for holy or uh, that was or interesting like to me because like it did. I mean, fair play. You bluffed me. I like I thought it was legit. I was like, I was reading. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I see. I see no reason to, to question. This. Well, that's that's why I wanted to like I, I feel like not everybody gets into lore and a lot of people especially don't want to dig in and read everything. Right. But I wanted something there for the lore buffs if they wanted to know what was going on. And so I felt, um, I'm a huge fan of, uh, Tolkien. Right. And he, he started like Lord of the Rings kind of started as like a language that he made and then started fleshing out from there. So I really wanted something that, uh, was like, Oh, there's, there's more to this. And that's how the language stuff came about. And yeah, the the idea that um, Alexandria was a great point for it to be lost and <laughs> kind of tied into why this uh, this sort of stuff that Raymond's been making with the with the mark and and uh, using the blood for everything and, and like how it does seem like it would tie into this. And if there's lost information on this stuff, this this makes sense that Raymond's sort of recovering it. If you go in the basement, there's some back and forth with uh with another person about kind of trying to figure this stuff out and yeah. uh so it gives it gives a little bit of a window into Raymond's past somewhat trying to deal with these issues and I think coming up with the demonology kind of helps support that um in that not only does it give it some depth for people that are interested but it gave me a lot to work off of when I came up with that stuff it was like oh well I could actually I could have story that the mark came from this or or it, this thing works this way because that would make sense for the you know demonic to Correct. be involved in this capacity right so coming up with that lore while again it's not in the game it really gives a lot of weight I think to things that help make it feel like it's got more history to it and so that's that's how all that stuff came about then I wanted to do creepy stuff with the uh, <laughs> The, the language recordings underneath from dead bodies. And then, um, you know, the, uh, the video that I did yeah, for yeah, like, yeah. uh, the, the demonic, like Twitch and stuff like that's all fun stuff that I just like to do and, uh, kind of help kind of yeah. help flesh out things and support things a bit, I think too. Yeah, no, it definitely worked pretty well. I mean, it, it caught my interest when I read it, especially again, like with, I said about doom. Cause I think they said the same thing, like they just made it up, but they take, um, inspiration from certain like phrases latin wise or whatnot um, yeah <laughs> one of the endings you have by the way I, w I was watching mark he flew through the game at the start he did he just guessed a body threw it in and raymond mm. slapped his ass into a coffin without saying a word yes. out of disgust was that yeah. intentional or was yes the, yeah yeah so um those endings are not i don't count them as the five endings that you can get um, there's two though that you get that end that way. And, uh, I wanted, I needed to come up with something that, you know, there, there's a lose state. It's a game. You gotta have a game over somehow, but right. I didn't want something where people would put effort in 
and then just get a game over screen. I wanted them to get something that would make them go, what? (laughs) You know, and like want to want to know more about what's going on, because I think I think when you are first introduced to this game and then if you end up getting that ending, that's like this real like, okay, obviously a lot of weird stuff is happening. I have no idea what, but something's happening here. So I wanted to uh, show like who Raymond is a little more, give a little bit of info on this, uh, on the basement. The fact that you see the thing you're being shoved into on the other side of the room, just so you kind of, it gives you an idea of what is happening. At least you're being put in this weird box. It's also the box that you see in one of the story events at the very beginning. There's uh, one of them shows up. You're, you're doing your thing and you hear the screaming and everything and you turn and look down the hall and you see one of those caskets like kind of wiggling with the screaming and you walk up to it and interact with it and it slides back into darkness. Um, that's one of the, there's story events related to Rebecca and there's story events related to the mortuary, right? And that's yeah. one of the mortuary ones. So I wanted something that if you got that event and you got that ending, they sort of tied together. Maybe you haven't gotten into the basement yet. It gives you a little something, um, Cause you know, you've been possessed kind of like yeah. with what happens. And then if you go a little further into the game, like um, I forget what it is. I think I have some time-based stuff and body-based stuff. So it's like, depending upon how far you are in the game, if you do the same thing, you get the basement ending again, but it's longer and uh, you start out chained to the wall and there's okay. a little bit of like Rebecca going, what, what the hell's going on kind of thing. And Raymond picks her up, says he's sorry, puts her in there. And then um, Rebecca has more dialogue where she starts laughing at him and starts, you know, saying some weird demonic shit (laughs) and like starts getting to this point where you see, okay, now I know for certain that I am possessed and Raymond does something with bodies that are possessed. And there's another closed coffin at the other end of the room, right? So I wanted to try to build these things to kind of give a lot of interest in where the story could be going and what it is Raymond's doing. And then those obviously get answered when you manage to get down there. So they're, they're meant to be like extra things that if you end up getting that loss, you get something out of it still, you know? So that's, that's why those are structured the way they are. I love the fact that like the whole entire thought behind it was to like help you realize there's more of a story and like the the way I took it from watching his because because it was just so instant, like how he just flew through it. It was almost like, f- fuck you for just rushing through my game. No, just get in there and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I mean, it could certainly be taken that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just the fact that he says nothing and he's like, yeah, no. yeah. It's very, <laughs> yeah. I wanted I I did want something that was fast. When if someone was trying to like to speed run it, plow through it, like you're saying, like like yeah. Mark did, right? Just like shot right through it. So it's a very like violent, like, yeah, you get a little <laughs> bit of that. What the hell, man? So, you know, I like it, it. I'm glad I'm glad it, it works on on those levels. <laughs> you never know till it's out in the wild if it's true. That's the thing that way. And you're not going to get it with like every single person who plays the game either. Like not everyone's going to mm. have that. Not everyone's going to get that ending and not everyone's going to like take it that way you know yeah i mean that's kind of the that's kind of everything in the game with this the approach that i took for it was kind of a risk because i put a ton of work into the haunt system like it's not it's not just rng there's a lot of stuff that runs what happens in the game 
And there's a little over a hundred events now that can happen. Mm. And I had to, part of what makes it feel like it's not just random is the fact that I had to accept that you're not going to see everything, right? There's going to be a lot of stuff you don't see. There's a lot of events that fire and are just waiting for the player. And if they don't come by and do the thing that they're waiting for, they just, they disappear. It goes back into the system and then it picks something else, right? Right. So those, those things are kind of meant to, uh, to kind of help lend to that, that same idea of like, um, something's always over your shoulder kind of thing. And you don't know what's going to be happening. so that's that I think is what kind of like what what's really what's really kind of cool is to see that unfold in all the different YouTube videos as well. Mm. You know, oh, for like, sure. uh, you're, like I mean, yeah, I've watched five different series of the game and I'm still seeing new stuff like even now. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's been one of the things that's been really fun to to see, actually, is like, um, you know, you're talking about Markiplier playing it. Well, I see people in in the comments from Markiplier's videos saying, oh, I I watched Jacksepticeye play it and he had this thing happen and this thing happened, right? And uh, same same for like Corey Kenshin and and like everybody that played it, they've had different experiences and um, that was really nice to see. But that's that's part of that gamble we were talking about. It's just this this idea that you're not, you may not see half of these (laughs) things, right? And, uh, And that's something that, I think is a little, a little freaky as a developer to yeah. be like, I'm designing half this game or more to not be seen ever <laughs> in the hope that people will like it. Right. Yeah. And like, I am so happy that the majority of people have been so supportive of this because it is like when you put anything out, but it's definitely in like horror, like people are going to definitely be critical in terms of like, Oh, well, this isn't scary or that, you know, I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> that didn't get me. I'm special. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. For, for me too. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that people like it because I mean, like, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty Oh, when I got towards the end of development, I would play through it and I'd be like, this isn't scary. Like none of this is scary. Like I'm, I mean, I'm super desensitized, right? Yeah, like, oh, I, I, there are people, yeah, yeah. There are people that that jump in and they go, "Oh my god, embalming a body!" And for me, I've been doing the embalming a body for two years now, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is nothing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm stab around your abdomen a bit, just get through <laughs> it, so I can get to the next thing and test this, you know. And so for me, when I'm when I'm right at the end of development, yeah, I'm playing all that, and no. No event is like scary to me. I didn't believe like, oh man, I was so nervous the night before. I was just laying in bed, unable to sleep, going like the story sucks. No one's gonna be able to get it. Nothing's scary. Everything's wrong with this thing. This, this, you know, I was I was just certain that it was awful. Yep. Even though I, I like knew that I was working on something. I think part of that stress came from knowing that I was working on something that could potentially do well with people because the demo was re- well received. And well, so, I mean, you know, like high risk, high reward. I mean, it definitely, it definitely feels like it's paid off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's yes, definitely high risk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a quick little bit. Cause like, I, I mean, I've got some questions here that are definitely more like, mm-hmm. uh, need explanation and then little bits that I just want to definitely poke in here. Cause I mentioned this yeah. on your stream that I entered the woman in the photo in the reception 
you mentioned mm. that's actually because uh, so many people comment on it. Like, I don't think I've seen a single person go through that reception without mentioning at least once about the photo. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, you mentioned that that's like an older model of the woman in white. Yes. Uh, so there's an event that I would like to plug back in, but it was the first one when I was um, when I was building out the haunt system and trying to figure out how I want things to fire and the idea of different sized events based on progression. I had made this uh, this event where you've got the picture there of the woman in white just like rendered out and made to look like a painting. And the event happens when you go into the hall, the doors close, the lighting changes, and the door opens back up and there's just a shadow projected on the wall pointing at the picture. And okay. you can't tell immediately because it's a render of the same person, but there is the face has depth to it and the eyes are open. And so it looks like it's a trick just with the picture. Mm. But then when you get closer, the uh, the woman in white jumps out at you and grabs you. Right. And that's you get what I was thinking. I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. So there was that's the thing is everybody mentions like, I can't believe there isn't an event tied to this thing. And it's like. Well, there was, I just, uh, I had to redo it, uh, when I, when I remade the, uh, the model and I had changed how I was doing part of the haunt system that that event just was broken. It didn't work anymore. And I had so many other things I needed to get done that I was like, all right, I'll yeah. circle back to that one of these days and add that in. Cause I mean, I'm going to keep adding events. You oh, know? Of course. That's, that's something that I just want to do. So, uh, especially cause there's only like two large events. There's the there's the looping hallway and the grandma event. And yeah. I would really like to have a lot more larger events. That you know? grandma bit is um, very well done, actually, because like the amount of people that like <laughs> at first they, they they give the window a chance and like, oh, OK, you know, I've seen this. And then they go to the hallway and then they just get slapped with that second one. That's, that's yeah, well done. You know, that was uh, um, that's mm -hmm. it. you're good. You're good. Oh, uh, so that that was uh, the the first thing that I did where I, I wanted to start doing some reactionary stuff like the haunt system already places things based on what the player is doing. But I realized that it's like if the player what if they rush at the ghost? What if they <laughs> what if they decide that they're going to be super, super aggressive. brave yeah. and just say, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're going to be aggressive with everything. It's like, well, I need to start thinking about that stuff. And so the grandma event was the first one where I was like, OK, let me put some triggers down each hallway. I'm going to have to do some extra work, but if they decide to leave, something will happen if they decide to leave and it'll play differently. And it's like, well, that's actually pretty cool because now even in the same event, if someone sees it one place, it'll be different for someone else if they decide to go somewhere. So once, uh, once I did that, I started doing more events that had a lot more reactionary stuff. So there's stuff with like the shadow man that's uh, calling out to you using Rebe Rebecca's voice. Yeah. And you can ignore it, but if you go up to it, it'll poof out away and you're like, okay, well, that was, you know, spooky, creepy, whatever. But if you turn around, the dead body's behind you and the light turns off. Oh. And then other, there's other stuff that happens where it could go one way or another uh, randomly, just sort of, it, it'll flip a coin for you and it might go one way or another. But just things that happen based on that idea that the player could just be like, whatever i'm gonna yeah. i'm just gonna run after it right so uh more i started doing more reactionary stuff like that towards the end of development and I, I plan to do a lot more of that sort of stuff i think that's fun you know 
not using that woman in the photo may actually benefit you in the long term because like you know you're gonna have someone who's like super cocky and they're like ah i know there's nothing here you what you need to do is like silently add that back into the game at some point and yeah then everyone... <laughs> well that's that's how all that uh that's that i think is the beauty of the updates anyway right when i do when i do things i'm just like added more haunting events and it's like well you don't know what they are or, or <laughs> anything so uh yeah i'm i'm hoping a lot of, the other one is everybody wants to see something with jesus i was just about to say yeah, when are we gonna bathroom? get the jesus christ that's, jump scare. That's, say, that's the other one yeah jesus jump out at you or something i don't know <laughs> give we'll you see. like a baptism yeah, those, or something yeah well those so those things are um so those things are in in the back of my mind right yeah. like uh you know i'm i'm cognizant of when people are like oh i'd really something should happen here right and so um i don't want to immediately do those things but i do want to eventually do those things Fair. <laughs> but there's um you know there are uh some people have suggested like um you know the body needs to jump out and grab you more and stuff and it's like well part of it is like i'm intentionally not doing that because yeah you you get close to the body and you're uneasy all the time waiting yep. for it to do something and then when it doesn't do something hopefully the goal with that is that the tension is now much higher yeah the build you're up, like, up to release yeah, yeah you like you know and that's that's the whole that's the approach for the entire game is trying to yep. build and build and build and then you get the moment that you want right and i didn't want to have something that people would start to feel it's just a jump scare game where every single time something happens, right? I wanted something where you're doing a lot of things where you would expect something and then I don't do it. Yeah. And that's like, that's like, you know, Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven, right? Where it's like you open the door and there's nothing there. Well, know? that's exactly and it. I mean, so... like the thing that's going to scare you more than like some asset in a game is going to be your own head, right? I mean, like your own mm -hmm. feelings of, you know, that... <sighs> that's like caveman-esque feeling of like i'm being watched you know like there's the darkness is bad unknown is bad i don't know what's gonna happen yeah. when i go in here that's it so. that's exactly it. the the fear of the unknown thing you know you mentioned that that's yeah. um that uh is exactly the like that was my core like rule for a lot of things was like People are scared by stuff they don't know, right? That's why spooky sounds in your house are more creepy than like knowing what the sound is, yeah. right? Um, so that's why I really, I do a lot of peekaboo stuff, a lot of a lot of haunts where it's like something's looking at you and disappears, right? Because I, I don't want man. you, yeah. I don't want you looking at something for any extended period of time, because um, I don't want to give you time to analyze it, right? I don't want you to be able to be like. I don't want you to see the zipper, right? I don't want you yeah. to see the zipper on the monster costume. So, yeah. so that's why uh, each thing is very like you get a glimpse and then it goes away, or the lights go out, or some some other thing happens, right? And it's all part of that same build of like I don't want you to see the things that are happening. I don't like if you're expecting something to happen. I want to withhold that a little bit so that the tension rises a bit, right? And yeah. that's. That's the goal. That's what I'm trying to do with each of those. And, and you know, I think I think I think ultimately, you know, a good number of them are successful in that. Yeah, way. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, it's up to the player to yeah. decide if that is the case. <laughs> for me personally, I feel like the the woman in white does a really, really good job of it, as well as the mimic. But the only thing I'll say about the mimic is that, like, I I'm torn personally with the animation because like the 
creaking animation for the body is quite creepy. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know whether it would be better or worse to, like, see the mimic when you turn around and then have him disappear quicker or to have that creepy animation go away. I mean, it, it's a case of, like, you can either do it or you can't. You know, it's like you can't have the best of both worlds. Yeah, well, I mean, so there's a lot of ones where the mimic goes away pretty quickly. I mean, it's, um, I think the one that everybody really knows well is the one on top of the cabinet where yeah. the mimic's like crouching on top, right? And that one, um, that one, he had, you have a little more time uh, to see the animation, right? Um, but that intentionally, I've, I wanted to do the choppy animation thing because I feel like, I feel like you see that a lot in uh, in movies mm. and um, and especially in like their trailers and stuff. So I wanted uh, one of the things I tried to hit with everything was some level of familiarity um, and something that was based in reality so that when you see things, your brain already has something there that that it builds off of. Right. So mm. I wanted something that even in that you're like, oh, I've seen that in like horror movies that I've seen. So it has. It's not, I don't want to say it's more real, but it, yeah. it, I think because it has a foothold in your brain already, um, it resonates in a different way. And that's the same for like, you know, the embalming, I wanted something that was based in the, the reality and tried to be as realistic with it as I could for the game design sake. I mean, so that if people were like, is that how it's done? They Google it. And yeah, that's, that's how it's done. Right. And I mean, even uh, the embalming process for some people was enough to creep them out. Like aside from the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I think the, um, I think the novelty of embalming a body is, is the thing that really gave it legs in the first place. Yeah. You know, that, it's uh, ironic from, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's discord. It <laughs> makes it hard to, Tell them people are going to say right, something. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, didn't, I have nothing important to say. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, bro. You, you're important here. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I don't remember what I'm going to say now. I've cut you ah, off for no I reason. Did it. I made you lose it. I made you lose it. <laughs> that, that's that's karma. All right. I, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have interfered. Damn. This is going to be one of those things where you, you play it back and you go, oh, man. Yep, yeah, it is. I know exactly what I was going to say now. Uh, I have an idea of what I was going to say, but with, with the conjuring, um, you ever see, like, you know, that clap scene? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I was picturing, you know, like when your body does the, uh, snap of the fingers and the lights turn out, mm. it, like I, I, again, I don't know like how it works at programming, but it's, it's probably a lot more complicated to put in. But like when you're walking through, like I, I keep imagining like, what if like you had the, the finger pop up from like, coming out? Of your view like you know like someone coming up to touch your shoulder but because you can't see yeah, your shoulders yeah. becoming past your face yeah so that's not it's not too difficult to do what I, what I would probably do is similar to what I think they did in PT people mentioned this before where the ghost is like attached to you like yeah. it's always behind you um not in like a suspenseful ooh it's always behind you kind of way like it is <laughs> it's it literally is on your back attached yeah. to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um so what I would probably do is have like a set of arms for like each spirit that I wanted to be able to do that with. And they would just be invisible, turned off, attached to the player's head. And then when I wanted to use it, I'd turn it on and have the animation play and do its thing. And then, yeah. and then they disappear. Right. So it's not impossible to do. It's right. uh, and, and I've thought about it, but I wanted, um, I ended up not doing stuff like that because I wanted to write a system that, 
was it was a little more than just attaching something to you. I wanted something that would actually check to be like, is there anything behind you? Is there space? Can I be standing there now? Right. And then and then plop something down there so that I could do things like that if I wanted, but then also just put something directly behind you. So if you like just walk around the room and then turn around, there's like, there's something there yeah. and it's not in the something there in like one of the predetermined places that I've placed it. It's like wherever the player is, it's, it's like been standing there. Right. right. So that's, that's something I do in our secret below. I do a, a backwards check for some things. Hmm. Um, I wanted to do that for this, but that was a whole other system where I was like, I got to focus <laughs> on polish. I got to focus on this, that, and the other thing I get the story events and endings done. So, you know, you, you have all those things and you've got to just convince yourself that it's like, all right, this is going to have to be for a patch or, or yeah. something to be yeah. fair. I mean, there's no rush in getting scares out. I mean, like even, even if it takes the longer it takes, you can kind of like draw out like interest in a way like, you, can, you know, the yeah. longer. Between well, I, yeah, well, I, I think there's if I can put out like a patch that's like, you know, X number of new haunting events and stuff like that, I think people will be like, oh, cool. I'm, I got to come back and, and check that out. Right. Which is really what I want. I want people to want to play Mortuary Assistant more than just once. I want it to be something that, you know, every Halloween rolls by and they go, oh, well, I got to play Mortuary Assistant. A little Hell bit, right? yes. Like yeah. that's, that's what I really want in the end. That would be super, super cool. Um, but it has that good vibe to it because it's, it's not like hopping into outlast or something great to go through a whole story. You know, you can pretty simply. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's one reason with the new patch, why I also removed the, uh, gave the option to remove the story elements so that if people want to just do the, you know, night in the life of Rebecca, like (laughs) you can just do that and, uh, and embalm and have spooky events happen. So that way. You know, if they do want to hop in and check stuff out and see if there's some new things, it's uh, it's a little more inviting for them to do that. Torture um, the poor woman but... 50 to 100 times for the achievement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> well, that's some people, you know, they, they've got the like, oh, I've gotten all the achievements. And I'm like, one of those is to burn like 50 bodies you know, <laughs> or embalm 100. Like, wow, you've been that's that, be I mean, that's really awesome. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. But <laughs> it's still that's so much effort. That's really cool. <laughs> did, did you ever watch um, Shutter? It's uh, it's a small horror that came out. It, it wasn't like amazing or anything, but it was it was okay. Um, I might have. Let me hold on. Let me pull it up and I see think if that's it the right name. Jogs jogs in memory. Like a camera shutter. I think. Let me see. Shutter is indeed an actual movie. It is. Um, that's a good start. <laughs> oh i don't Ooh, this looks great though nice, it, nice it was all right it, it, i don't think okay. i've actually seen this but it's i mean you know a, a horror movie can still be not great but have awesome yeah imagery, yeah no right? for sure like that can happen this, uh, is this a um is this a japanese film it's not japanese but it's got like it, it, it's based in japan oh, okay yeah yeah because i'm yeah, I mean this. Yeah, some of this looks awesome, but uh, um, I won't say what. Yeah, I was no, say so I, I don't. <laughs> I don't believe I've. I don't believe I've seen this one. No. No, okay. It'd be a bit spoilers if I say it then, because it you might you might like the film, so I, I'll I'll leave that one lie. But, <laughs> All right, but um, yeah, my my brain's gone for a second. Sorry. Oh yeah, uh, Jane Doe, the autopsy of Jane Doe. You've had oh, a yeah. lot of comparisons to that one. Um, personally, yeah, definitely. I 
thought the film was a bit overhyped, to be honest. I only watched it there a few months back. Um, but like you're saying there, like some movies, they can have concepts that you really like, but you may not entirely like the, the movie itself. How did how did you find the movie after experiencing so, it? So um, I, I hadn't seen it yeah. when I made the prototype. And I still hadn't seen it up until the demo. And then after enough people likened it to that, I was like, okay, maybe I maybe I should check this out, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I, I agree with you. Where it's like, I'm, I'm. It's not a bad movie. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not. It's not bad. It's just like there were definitely things where I was like, I wish they had done. Yeah. Like they they had a lot of great opportunities and a lot of great concepts. And then things that ended up not happening. And one of the things that that bugged me a lot was the fact that the witch lady never got up and did anything. Yeah. And I know, like, I know what they were doing. <laughs> My camera's going to complete crap. I know what they were doing. Bro, I've got a blue shine on my corner. I'm all blurry now. I'm getting focused. But um I know that they were they were trying to build a lot of suspense around it, right? Like you're expecting something to happen with her and it doesn't. So that's that's a that's a really good way to build the suspense. But the problem is, for me anyway, when you when you do that, people want that payoff at some point. Yeah. And it never gives that to you. So there's there's a whole lot of this like, oh, is she going to do something? <laughs> nah. And then you get another. Oh, wait, now she's going to do something. Oh, no. Okay. And then yeah. they don't do that the entire movie. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's, by it's the like... end... <laughs> by the end i'm just like well come on man it's like the movie gave it's like they give you one last middle finger when the toe wiggles at the end and yeah. it's like come on no. you perfectly <laughs> described my feelings about it and one gripe i had with it as well was that death of the girlfriend came out of nowhere <laughs> like yeah it, it felt <laughs> yes, so like just yeah so uh, we, we need some drama we can't well we can't kill the old dude we can't kill him fuck it who else do we got like well they're like we're trapped and we can't get out how are we gonna get out of here and then the door opens and the girlfriend's like hey how's it going you know and so it's like of course she's gonna get an axe to the chest because there's no way in or out <laughs> and then they're like oh no it was really her it's like well, how? <laughs> yeah, how is exactly. it really her? <laughs> so yeah, there's there's just things like that where um you know I, I again I don't want I don't want to speak disparagingly of anything. Oh no it, no like I, just, I can appreciate was, concepts of it, it's, but it's yeah. a good yeah it's but that's the thing is it's it's a it's a great concept. I think it is a decent enough horror movie. Um, but then there are so many things where I feel like there are missed opportunities or just like, yeah, little, little things like that, where it's like a weird, like, yeah, yeah they just did it to have that instead yep. of like any sort of logical explanation. Like she's, oh, she teleports. Yeah. Girlfriend can teleport. There you go. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't buy any of that particularly, but, yeah. um, no, I completely, yeah, agree. those Overall, though, it's like I still when I watch those, like, OK, I do see why people draw the comparison. It's like it's an old building. There's a dead body. It's storming out and there's and there's spooky things that happen. So it's like, OK, yeah, I, I can see I can see the connection that and there's, you know, some good, good sets, good yep. lighting, good imagery. That so whole it's, it's, first um, that whole first act, I feel, was very well done, like the whole mystery behind mm -hmm. it. I felt like it kind of killed itself a little bit in the second half or like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the second half. Again, great concepts because I loved when they like. 
I loved when they peeled back her skin and it's tattooed on the inside. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool concept. That's a great idea. You know, it's yeah. like little things like that where there's little bits of gold in it. And then, yeah, just not quite reaching its full potential. Yeah, but not for sure. Overall. No. Um, your Halloween update. That's that's gone out now or is. Yeah, it's gone. out. Yeah, I, I really I wanted to get it out before uh, October 1st because part of the update is I added the uh, the game reads your system clock. And if it's October, that's when all the stuff happens. And if it's once, uh, so once once it's November, all that stuff's going to go away. It doesn't matter if you have seasonal events on or not. Like the decorations will go away. The clown's not in circulation anymore. Mm. It's just for this month, right? Um, and I decided to do that because I did something similar with Kohate for Halloween where I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if the game just did it for you. Because I didn't want to do something where it's like I do a patch and then when Halloween's over, I have to do another patch where it's gone. Yeah. Right. Like I wanted something that I could keep growing and players could expect to happen, even if I don't have an update planned mm. there. There's like, oh, well, if I log back in, there will be the Halloween stuff. And I really like the clown, you know, the dead yeah. clown body or whatever. No, so I, I, I want to play, right? Uh, so. I, I'm going to, you know, host my inner Twitter self here and uh get offended for a second uh okay <laughs> the first time you add a redhead into the game it had to be a clown you fucking asshole <laughs> he's not redhead he doesn't have any hair it's he's, he's fine he's got a red a he has a red nose oh red nose see now i'm a little there's stupid. no redhead yet <laughs> okay, okay now just because you said that on the next body is gonna be a redhead and they're gonna be the most beautiful person well, I mean, the that's most just that, that's person I've ever put in the game. That goes without saying, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can have a bad-looking redhead, you know. <laughs> that's just my opinion. One or the other. I'll make it a mixed bag. It's either going to be the most beautiful, perfect human being, or they're just going to be like hit by a train. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, the other? <laughs> this is the first body where you can see the scarring is only on the face. It's been caved in. <laughs> first, first body completely mangled. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> the body twitches, and instead of like going disformed, it just goes back to normal. That's how fucked that shit is. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't do you like that. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to say, I just got the five minute warning for my, uh, yeah. my things I've got to be doing. Yeah. Um, so no you know, I don't, I don't want. I'm not like, oh, bye, see ya. Yeah, no, I, no, no, I got you. you. Know that I, I got, I got the warning. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just pop you with a quick uh, question before you leave. Uh, yeah, speed round. Yes, whatever yes. you got. Speed round. <laughs> uh, favorite horror film or games or both. Um, so I'm much more of a film person. Yeah. Like that's where a lot of influence come from. And um, as I'm, I'm a huge fan of found footage, paranormal activity is the thing that when I, when it first came out, like, I mean, it, it's been used a lot since, since then and kind of uh, overdone maybe, yeah. but, <laughs> but uh, when it first came out, that thing made me feel so uncomfortable in my house <laughs> for so long. And uh, so that's, that's a huge one. But then there's, there's other ones like, uh, like the exorcist and poltergeist and, and things like that, where like the older ones that, uh, you know, Friday the 13th, I'm on Elm street. I'm huge fans of those as well. So it's like film is one I'm a huge fan of in general, but paranormal activity is one that definitely like put me in the, like kind of the way I think of doing things, you know, fan of insidious, the original insidious or you don't like this. Oh yeah. 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 I, I feel like, like that does yeah. add the tension build up and release very well. Um, yep. That's definitely one of the ones that I think of when I go to films. Um, yeah. And then apart from films, what about games? Any any games come to mind horror wise? Because um, like the ones that I mean, you mentioned Silent... aren't really horror based. 
Yeah, Silent Hill um, is one that I really enjoyed. Um, and then uh, the the PT demo is that's a, a that's a that's a simple yeah. one. That's kind of a given for yeah. anybody nowadays. Um, I I don't want to like build anything like it because uh, I, I feel like one that's been done a lot, and and also that's like uh, I, I it it exists in stasis yeah. as a muse for anyone that wants to do horror, right? Cause it never got completed. So it's like the Boba Fett of horror games where if it doesn't get elaborated on, it will always be perfect. You yeah. know, I feel like we will just leave it over there and it'll be perfect. Or... Yeah. <laughs> um, and any advice to anyone who wants to start publishing or creating games? Um, yeah, start, I would say, um, baby step it. Cause, uh, I think a very common thing is to want to just, you get an idea, you want to make that idea and you just go all in and start building it. And then you don't know where to go. Cause it's just, it's such a massive undertaking that you get overwhelmed and it's really easy to lose motivation. And, mm. uh, that's what kills projects. Right. Right. Um, but if you start out with like I like I mentioned earlier, I'm I'm self-taught for programming. I did the same approach where I wanted to do one thing. Like I wanted to know how to make a door open when you press a button. So I learned how to do that. Like just move a cube when you press a button. And I did that and that felt really awesome because I, I accomplished something. And so I did that for a bunch of different things. I was like, well, what are things in games that I do? Okay, well, how do I do something when I click with the mouse? How do I tell what you're looking at on screen? How do I do this, that, and the other thing, right? And so I did these smaller things because it fires the reward center of your brain. So when you're making a game, break it down into small things and like really small things in terms of like the props you need to make, the code you need to make, you know, like things where you can complete it in a day or two and look at it and be like, oh, I made that door and the door looks great and it works. I made that I made that car and it looks it's good and done. And now that's in and you're slowly building your project and achieving things. And I think that's what keeps you on track. Sweet, sweet. I appreciate you giving the time, man. Uh, you've been Absolutely. really. I'm sorry. Really... I'm sorry. I have to jump out. Like, no, no. Instantly. I completely get you, bro. No worries. Um, yeah. Where can people find you? Um, well, Twitter is probably the best one. That's at DS Digital Dev. That's where I put like all of my updates, anything that I got going on. I share everybody's stuff. Your it's, Twitter you know, beef, where I'm gonna... you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, it's where I'm going to share this and and everything. Um, other than that, the uh, YouTube, I the dog. Great. <laughs> YouTube is where I uh, I live stream. I'm just starting that back up again, and then um, Discord. I hang out in there all the time in in the okay. Darkstone Discord. And if now now my <laughs> your dog <laughs> listening shit. Yoshi, quiet. Yoshi. Oh my god, yeah. that is a great name. <laughs> Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, guys, the links will all be in the description anyway. If you're watching on Spotify, go over to the YouTube and check it if you want, or just follow what he said there. Uh, you got a film coming out as well, right? Yeah. Or, like, not not coming out, but in, in the works, yeah. It's it's in process, yeah, yeah. We're doing script revisions and everything. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty wild time. Well, good luck with all that, man. <laughs> you deserve all the Thank success you you've much. gotten and more, man. You've oh, been really you. nice. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Again, yeah, no I'm problem. sorry I got Thanks for joining. So no, no, no. I, I completely understand, bro. Thank you. I, yeah, I'm great honestly, time. the fact Thank you even came on is great for me. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, I, I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Enjoy your day. All right. You too. Thank you.